I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. The noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. Another interesting uh, conversation with my brother, Jerry. This will be part two. Um, a lot of good reviews with that, with him. You know, a lot of people actually couldn't tell if it was when we were talking, you know, if it was me doing everything and, you know, saying I'm Jerry and then acting, you know, but we're we're two different people. And I got a call from somebody, one of my former co-workers from California called me up and wanted to know how I was actually able to do that, how I was able to talk to myself. And I tried to explain to her, but she said, Jeff, I've known you all these years. You do have multiple personalities. So I'm kind of figuring your brother Jerry is one of them. So I will save that discussion for later. So let's move on to my coffee review. Uh, it's TNT Coffee Shop. It's in, I think it's right on the edge of Rolling Meadows in Arlington Heights. And we've been going there for years. It used to be CNA. Now it's TNT Coffee Shop. And great coffee. Great little place. They built an outdoor area with a tent and everything for the uh, during the pandemic, which they would serve coffee in styrofoam cups. A uh, little different taste, but when they got back to uh, the regular coffee and coffee cups, it tasted great as usual. Waitress again, I count five, six times, always there. And we would always go there. We go there on Sunday mornings. So great spot, highly recommended and um, very good. Okay, our movie review this week is a comedy. For the first 10 weeks, I did serious things about coffee. And I thought, you know what? Let's break that momentum and put in a, uh, a movie that has coffee in it and a great scene that uses coffee for comedy. And the movie is called 10. And everyone um, that has seen it will know the scene I'm talking about. It's uh, with Dudley Moore and Bo Derek. Dudley Moore's having a midlife crisis and he happens to see uh, Bo Derek, finds out she got married, wants to know where she went on her honeymoon, finds out her dad is a dentist, tries to get information from him. Unfortunately, during that, uh, the dad, Bo Derek's dad, the dentist, sees uh, that Dudley Moore has six cavities, so he fills them. And Dudley Moore finds out she's in Mexico, so all that hard work paid off, but He's still numb. He's got cotton in his mouth and uh, he goes to get his prescription. While waiting for his prescription, he goes to get a cup of coffee. And while he's sitting there, this gorgeous blonde is sitting across and he's staring at her, they're smiling at each other. And the waitress comes over, asks him what he wants. He could barely talk. He says coffee and then gets the coffee. And because his chin and lip are numb, He's drinking the coffee and it's running all down his lip and chin. And the woman across from him is laughing and he can't figure it out until all the coffee spills into his lap and it's hot coffee. Hi, Mr. Weather. I'll call it. Uh-huh. Uh, cup of coffee. Black coffee. Oh, coffee. Quart. 
The Dudley Moore scene, um, I actually had a situation like that, similar to that, with my brother Jerry. Um, I know I mentioned that I had Bell's palsy, which is where half your face gets frozen and uh, paralyzed. And the day I got it happened to be my 35th high school reunion. So instead of sitting at home, you know, worrying about everything, I asked him if he wanted to go. He said, yeah. So we went there and I told him in the car before we went in, Keep an eye on me. If I start drinking beer, I don't want to look like Dudley Moore in 10 where I got the beer dripping all over me. So, yeah, he assured me. So as the night's going along and you know, I'm sipping beers, being real careful. And again, I cannot feel my bottom lip. It's frozen. It's drooping. My left eye is open. I can't close it. I'm telling people I got allergies. So probably in the middle of the, of the night, someone comes up to me and says, hey, ball, sir. What are you going to do about all that cheese on your chin? I said, you know, mumbling. Well, what are you talking about? He said, you got cheese. I have it like a little goatee, beard, whatever you call it. Um, he says, you have cheese all over your chin. So <laughs> I go in the bathroom and I got all this cheese on my chin that I couldn't feel from eating pizza. So, you know, later I asked my brother, I said, you know, what the heck? He goes, well, yes, you told me to keep an eye on you about the beer. I said, you could at least tell me with the cheese. I said, the beer, maybe I could handle. I go, but I got this cheese dripping all over me. He goes, well, again, you said the beer. I said, okay. Uh, so we're in the car. And again, this is my 35th reunion. And he admits that he had a great time. He had a great time at my 35th reunion. So, you know, again, he was supposed to watch me. Similar to 10. Not exactly the same, but I ate all this cheese. And the pizza tasted pretty good as much as I could chew a little at a time, but it was dripping all over. So um, thank you, my brother Jerry, for uh, my Dudley Moore moment. Okay, 1966, my brother Jerry and I joined the Monkees Fan Club. We were big Monkees fans back then, loved their music, loved their TV show. So... This year, for November 5th, we're going to see the two remaining monkeys, Mickey Dolenz and Michael Nesmith, perform at the Rosemont Theater on November 5th. So, let's have some fun with my favorite monkey song, Pleasant Valley Sunday. Here it goes. Another Pleasant Valley Sunday, coffee brewing everywhere, rows of ho coffee houses that are all the same and no one seems to care. See, Mrs. Gray, she's proud to say she's brewed her first cup of the day. And Mr. Green, he's so serene, he drinks his coffee a certain way. Another Pleasant Valley Sunday, coffee brewing everywhere. Rows of coffee houses that are all the same and no one seems to care. The local baristas are trying hard to brew their coffee of the day. They serenade the weekend squire who complains that the coffee's always too hot anyway. Another Pleasant Valley Sunday, coffee brewing everywhere. Okay, let's continue with part two, uh, the conversation with my brother Jerry and everything's about Marshall Fields. Everybody went to Manny's. Yeah. I mean, there, there was nobody that I don't, we said the other day, maybe Bogart didn't go, Timmy didn't go, uh, but everybody went to Manny's for that cup of coffee. Uh, and they kept refilling that cup. Right, right. Mary they paid kept, for one. Right. They, just, they kept, hey, more, you know, boy, right. even and if you they, didn't want it. And it wasn't just Mary. They kept, they kept it going. And 
we got to know everybody. And it, it was fun because everybody from the store would come in there, you know, and they, of course, they knew Jerry was security. So you want to suck up to the security guy. Whereas me, at one time I was selling um, big toys, like expensive trains to men that would deny it was for them. You know, these big German expensive trains, uh, train sets. So, and then I worked on the 11th floor, but everyone that would come in there, it was like, it, it was great. All these different, different personalities. And a lot, the majority of them would, would sit down with us or they'd say hi to us, stop for a second and then move on. And then, uh, you know, when our wives were dating at the time, they'd come in and sit with us and people would stop by and, you know, we'd yap with everybody. And it, it was great. It was just one of those, one of those, uh, great times where everybody that worked at the store knew each other. We're all friends. Uh, during the morning, we'd go, uh, for coffee and breakfast. And then at night, we'd go over to, um, Black the Black, <laughs> the Blackhawk, which was, if you remember last week when I told you all my mom jipped me out of that 25 bucks, very expensive drinking at the Blackhawk. So one drink would cost me about three hours of work. <laughs> so I'd work, a, I'd work a full day to get two and a half drinks the, the next, the, the, that evening. So it would, it was fun. So well, that, you know, that, that cup of coffee for, for, you know, you alluded to, you know, me being in the security of the special services and that built trust and, and, and the short story on, on the kind of trust, because now the employees who came over there, they knew you were just a regular person that you weren't there to try to catch them stealing. Unbeknownst yeah. to us, though, that 75% of, of loss prevention was through internal. <laughs> you know, yeah. so we didn't know that statistic back then. <laughs> but, uh, you know, back then, this cup of coffee at Manny's, it built this trust. Right. So uh, one day, Lorraine Durflinger uh, pages me. You know, we used to have the pagers. And I was at Manny's having a cup of, a cup of joe. And uh, I run across the street in cosmetics, and I call her. I, yeah, what's up? She goes, go up to the... Uh, I think it was the eighth floor, eighth or the ninth floor was the carpets. And uh, they had all these expensive oriental throw carpets. I mean, it, this was stuff that was worth thousands of dollars. Um, she goes, go up there. There's a, supposedly there's a uh, suspicious person. I said, okay. This was right around Thanksgiving. So I go up there um, and I'm like, where's this guy at? You know, I don't see nobody. And uh, so I used to like to take the escalators down. So I took the escalator down. I'm coming down the escalator right in the middle, the, the uh, middle of the store next to cosmetics, right the very, that main entrance there off the state. So I'm coming down the escalator from two to the main floor. And there's this guy with like this super fly outfit on, you know, the top hat. He was dressed, he was decked out. He had three piece suit on and all. And, and he's got this thing under his arm. And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him, looking at me. And I said, if he looks at me one more time, just before he's walking out the revolving door at 111 State, then that's no, there's something wrong. He looked at me and I, and I was almost down and he pushed that door. And I said, well, you know what I said. So we go out and he takes off running. He's got a carpet underneath his arm. Wow. You know, one of these. Uh, I, I, I for, like a throw rug or something. It was, like it was a, yeah, the Indian make. Oh yeah, and I, and I, you wouldn't believe what the price was on this thing. And I don't know, but I know he stole it. So I take off running. If he takes off running like a bat out of hell, and you you know me. I mean, back then I was like 170 pounds, and we still had some feet, you know, underneath us. So 
I'm chasing him. But this guy is so fast. And he took off down Washington. If you remember over on Washington and Clark was the bell. Right. Right. Remember they had the bell right. up there? Right, right. And on, on, the, uh, mm-hmm. on the board. And he got to there. And I was still almost, I think I was by the Italian village or something. And uh, I looked and I said, if he, and when I get over to Clark, he took south. If he's still running, he's got me. I turn. There's not a soul walking or doing anything <laughs> on it. So I know he's in one of those buildings over there. And there was a little church like three doors down from that bell tower thing. I go in there and he's puking his guts out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the stories. Went back and, you know, Maxfield says to me, he goes, good job. You know, about you what are you stupid? You know, this guy could have had a gun. But the carpet cost $9,000. Wow. I, I don't wow. think it was... I, I can't, wow. it was just a s- small section of carpet, something you could carry, put under his arm. And he was probably going to sell for, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, whatever. But he had done it many other times. So what did Maxfield say to me? It's too early to go over to Blackhawk. Go over to Manny's, get yourself a cup of coffee. <laughs> Is that on you, boss? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it on my tab. Yeah. Yeah. And we had... um one of my wife's best friends, we were talking to her the other day, she worked at Marshall Fields, and she was a personal shopper, okay, which means back then. So you're looking at, like, the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. So that's when, you know, you didn't have to, you know, break a, a fingernail going in through the racks of clothes. So you had call up. And so she was talking about when Governor Thompson came in, and he had to buy something for his wife, and he didn't know what size she, she took. So he's like, oh, I got to call her. I got to go. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was, that was, that was exciting. But a personal shopper, my, my wife said it was a different name. I can't remember what it was, what they called it, uh, daytime something, but I'll find out. But yeah, she was, she worked uh, per, personal shopper. Oh, and one other thing where my brother mentioned in the basement, back in the seventies, the lower, lowest floor, the basement, was known as the budget floor. Okay. So they changed it because it sounded cheap. Okay. That was where all their sales went on. And it was called the budget floor where people like me shopped, you know, maybe. Um, but they called it the budget floor. And a couple of years later, they changed it to, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't even know what they call it now, but they, they don't call it the budget floor anymore. So that was interesting that it sounded, made it sound cheap. So it made it sound like Zayer. So they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, you, you, re, you think about how creative these people were. Yeah. Uh, you know, bridal registry, you're, you're talking way back, you know, this is you no know, people now it's Vogue. I mean, it's just, it's just a simple automatic, you have bridal registry and go online, but you know, back then you had to go down there. You had to check if, right. You know, Mercedes or Pamela was registered and then they had the list and you know, the person. And the key to that though, was it was personal. You had to go there. There was no getting on a computer and you know, I'll do it on a, you know, you right. had to go there. There was someone there to greet you in that section. There was someone there to walk you through your purchase. And, uh, you know, but what's the biggest cost in any business? People. So what do they do? They, we get rid of people, you know, right. payroll. And, right. Uh, so any business is payroll. So that's that's a shame because that uh, that kills, you know, depart- mm-hmm. old-time department stores like that, you know, and uh, Marshall Fields and Carson Peary Scott and 
Uh, even Montgomery Ward, all those stores were down there. Yeah. And then the windows, the windows used to be great. They used to be the best. I think there's a special on Channel 11 or Channel 9 about the Marshall Fields windows. And then it changed. Uh, they used to be great. Everybody used to, I think people still go down there, but it's not as exciting as it used to be. The windows, they're okay, but they're not. Because you used to go from Fields and then Carson, Perry Scott, I think was the next store. I think then Weebolts. And then the end, I think, on Congress was Sears. They all used to decorate their windows. And I think Montgomery Ward, too. But all of them, they were all on the same side of the street, on the west side of State Street. Or I'm sorry, the east side, the east side towards Lake. So, and now it's all, and Field still does it. I don't, Carson's is gone. I think it's Old Navy now. But it's not It's not the same, but it used to be really exciting. Well, it, you know, one of the things, I don't, I don't know if, if you knew this, but uh, I think the window designers and I, I forgot what else they did. They didn't just, yeah, maybe they just did the window. I think mm-hmm. they were on the 13th floor. And were, I forgot where they made the Frango mints. Remember, they used to make it Frango right. mints there personally and right. 13 or something. But they had these designers there. And I went to Arizona on vacation and we had that softball team. And I wanted to, the new softball team was going to be called the Sun Devils. I went up to that floor and I asked them, to design the uniforms and one of the ladies up there you know again this is 1976 she and i I don't have the drawing but she did a pencil drawing uh and it was you know we used the sun devil colors Mm -hmm. you know the orange but she did that for me you know but this was i mean again these things are all long long gone long yeah uh but they were around and and god knows you know guys like you and i utilize every bit of it and we always somehow seemed to tie coffee into it, whether it was to go or to sit down and have it. Yeah, it was. It brought everybody together. And one last thing on Marshall Fields, okay? I don't know if people have been down there lately, but I just thought it's right now. The budget floor now, they sell wine and beer and candy. And I was actually able to find a six-pack of zombie dust, which is really good beer. Okay, I found it there and it was like three bucks. I don't think they even knew what they were selling. So I got it for the whole case, or I'm sorry, the whole six pack for three bucks. And then I went back the next day to try and get that same sale and they were all gone. <laughs> they were gone. But the budget floor now sells wine, beer, and they have, I think they have a Starbucks down there on that floor. But they have a big coffee shop there. They do. Yeah. They so, do. I mean, and that, that floor actually is kind of nice right now. For, and they used to have, I don't know if they still do it. I know they have it on the seventh floor uh, where they sell old Marshall, oh, not old, but Marshall Fields handbags and stuff. Because when I was working downtown, I used to get my wife something that said Marshall Fields on it for her birthday in February and then for Christmas or our wedding anniversary, something with Fields. And in Jerry's house here, they got a bunch of stuff with Marshall Fields. I mean, it's still... It carries a deep place in our heart, and it really does. So just going back to my mom working at the Walnut Room at Christmas time to working there in the 70s, disco years, which is very exciting, and then, you know, when we ended it there. So, And then we will have part three on October 10th, Sunday, which is the day before the Boston Marathon. And my brother Jerry will give us his insight with the Boston Marathon, and his love for Boston University. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by 
better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout.